there, everyone. I'm Joe, and I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for listening to our Lincoln eFree podcast. We are grateful for your support to shine the light of Christ in every home and business in the Lincoln Lakes area and beyond. In case you're not aware, we have a YouTube channel, which you can find the link in our bio. We hope you enjoy this week's message and encourages you and helps you to become the light that God designed you to be. With that, let's jump in. So anybody done Ancestry.com, something like that? Anything like that? Any, any surprises out there? Oh, yeah? Like, like what, Terry? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catchy off guard. Any, I'm looking for other surprises, or maybe you know somebody who had, had a surprise. Little Native American in there. Little Native American in there, uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Don't you love that the one commercial? I think it's probably off the air now, but this guy thought he was Swedish and turns out he's Scottish or something like that. And it kind of shook him for a while and then he bought the later hosen and whatnot. <laughs> In Jesus' day, it was quite common for any man to be able to quote his genealogy by memory back for many generations. Um, The text we're going to read this morning goes back 77, interesting number, generations. Seven was this number of completion. There might even be something symbolic in there. And... uh, Anybody have, do I dare say this, anybody have a criminal in their background? You know, the family used to talk about so-and-so. My dad said the the same thing uh, Samuel Clemens said once, a.k.a. Mark Twain. Spent $25 digging up my family tree and spent $50 covering it back up. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you know, I... My, my, I've got a brother, Bruce Rigstead. There was a group of us Rigsteads in Sunberg. There was another group in Wilmer, and we were loosely connected, but not very closely. My father-in-law, Pam's dad, who's now 94, at home alone, now that her, her, Pam's mother is in hospice care, and thank you for your prayers for her. She's, who knows? God only knows. It doesn't look like death is imminent, but uh, I, do, I doubt we're looking at weeks. We're looking at days. Anyway, um, he knew that I had a brother, Bruce Rigstad. He knew it was a B. Didn't, ne- never met him. He's reading the newspaper, Minneapolis Star Tribune, and comes across a Brian Rigstead of Wilmer, Minnesota, who was being held on the charge of murder, came out of a bar late at night and shot his 22 rifle at a car driving away. Hit the guy behind the head, killed him. Paul, don't worry, that wasn't my brother. No, no. Didn't even know the guy. 
But I guess I was related to him. Some of you aren't real proud of your lineage, although there might be one or two here who have royalty in your lineage. Anybody? There you go, Shirley. Huh? What? In- Queen of Sweden. Ah. About five generations. What's her name? Wilhelmina or something like that? <laughs> All right. From now on, we're, we're going to tease you about that. Um, especially those of us who don't have any royal blood. But when you become a believer in Jesus, you develop a whole new genealogy. That goes all the way back to God. We're going to read the scripture this morning. I'll read it. Maybe I'll bring you in on the last. And the secret of pronouncing names you don't recognize, just do it with confidence. Okay, stand up. Luke chapter 3. Several times I've preached on Matthew's genealogy. This is the first time in all my years as a pastor that I've preached on Luke's genealogy. And I pray that none of you fall asleep. Jesus, verse 23, when he began his ministry, was about 30 years of age being the son, as it was supposed, of Joseph. Now, the next words, you could cross out the son every time. It's simply, in in literal, you know, it's just Joseph of Heli, and so on. But I'll read it as the English Standard Version has it. Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, of Melchi, Jani, of Joseph, of Matthias, of Amos, of Nahum, of Esli, of Nagai, Math, Matthias, Saman, Josek, Jodah, of Jonan, of Resha, Zerubbabel, you recognize that, that name, a governor when in the exile? Son of Shealtiel, Neri of Melchi, Adi of Kosam, Elmadam, Ur, Joshua, the son of Eliezer, of Joram, of Mathat, of Levi, of Simeon, of Judah, of Joseph, of Jonam, of Eliakim, of Melia, of Mena, of Mathat, of Nathan. Remember that name. We'll come back to it. The son of David, the son of Jesse, of Obed, of Boaz, of Salah, of Nashon, of Abminadab, of Admin, of Arni, of Hezron, of Perez, of Judah, of Jacob, of Isaac, of Abraham, of Terah, of Nahor, the son of Serug, of Rehu, the son of Peleg, of Eber, Shelah, Canaan, Arphaxad, I love that name, Arphaxad, Shem, 
Now read with me. The son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Nenoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalel, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Wow. All right. Be seated. Family ties. Three observations from this. Family ties are not always as they appear. John, would you put that picture on the screen? This is our son-in-law, grandson-in-law. He doesn't look like he belongs to us, but we would give our lives for him. We love him as much as any of our other 13 grandkids. He's amazing. But he's Chinese. (laughs) Things aren't always as they appear, right? How many of you were adopted? None here, but Bob Larson was. Remember Bob and talking about his, his, how he was adopted? Hazel Anderson? You know, and you may or may not look like you belong, but you do. Things aren't always as they appear. Did Jesus look at all like Joseph? You can take the picture off now, thanks. Did Jesus look at all like Joseph? Well, he was probably looked Middle Eastern, although I remember talking to a missionary who went to, who, who actually executive director of, of our mission, uh, went to, into a church in Africa, in Africa and saw a picture of Jesus on the wall, and it was a black Jesus. And he, he went to a church in the Far East, and it was an Oriental Jesus. Not dramatically, but significantly. Things aren't always as they appear. Joseph, as it was supposed, the son of Joseph. Uh, Luke is very clear that he was not really the son of Joseph, biologically, but he was legally. And can you imagine Joseph not loving his son, Jesus? Yeshi, Yeshua. How he loved spending time with his son in the shop, watching out for him. How many times did he even have to maybe scold Jesus? Not because he sinned, but because he just did something he shouldn't have. <laughs> it's an interesting scripture that, that, that says that Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. He was like us. And that's why he preferred the title Son of Man versus Son of God. When, when Matthew or Luke are making a comment, they tend to say son of God. 
because they're emphasizing that that's who his real father was. When Jesus is talking himself, he tends to say, son of man. As was supposed, the son of Joseph. Now you have another question. Who was Joseph's father? According to Luke, he says it's who? Joseph, the son of Heli. If you look to Matthew chapter 1, Joseph's dad is who? Jacob. And Joseph named one of his sons, presumably his firstborn, he named him, as most dads would at that time, Jacob, after his father. Sometimes it was after themselves. More often it was after their father. A little less confusing around the house if it's grandpa rather than dad that you have the same name with. And there was a brother, James, which is the Greek sounding uh, of Yaakov, Jacob. It's the same name, James and Jacob. James, Jesus' half-brother, eventually became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. Even though when Jesus was early in his ministry, the brothers didn't believe. They came around. What's going on here? Somebody knows. Probably what Luke is doing is tracing the genealogy through Mary. Both Mary and, and, and uh, Joseph could trace their genealogy back to David. But that's where it stopped. <clears throat> Joseph's genealogy recorded in Matthew goes through whom? King Solomon. Mary's genealogy goes through his, his stepbrother, half-brother, Nathan. Remember I said, remember that name, Nathan, gift of God. And so the genealogy, the biggest argument for, that says this is not Mary's genealogy is that, well, that would just be really highly unlikely. We don't have any other record of, of, a, uh, of a genealogy through the woman's uh, lineage. Well, aren't we talking about one of those event horizons that it's just one of those one-time kind of things? We're talking about a virgin birth. We're talking, yeah. It just blows those categories out of the water because this is Jesus we're talking about. And Luke, as we've, I think I already said a couple weeks ago, Luke gives special attention to women. He is particularly concerned for women as well as for Gentiles in general because he's Dr. Goy. He's a Gentile. But he's very, very attuned to uh, women. Matthew's gospel, not so much so. 
Matthew's writing to whom? Who's Matthew's general audience when he's writing? To Jewish people, which is why he often says, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. Well, Jewish people knew that scripture. Gentiles didn't really care. You know? Luke, on the other hand, is writing with Gentiles in mind. He's got a broader audience he's thinking of. When you and I come to faith in Jesus, we come into a new family tree. We're born into it. Now, new birth is a metaphor just like adoption is. We're born into it. To those who became to those who received him, who became who, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. But the truth is probably even more powerful that we are adopted into this group, into this family. It was a two-year process for our daughter and son-in-law to adopt Teddy from China. He had been left in a public place in a basket with a few bottles of milk. Ended up in a police station, then a large orphanage, that kind of a flat side to the back of his head, flatter than most, most likely because he just laid in that bed. Then he got into a much smaller orphanage that I'm pretty sure had some Christian connection. And we saw videos before we saw him. We were in love with him before we'd met him. Because we knew this, is, this was going to be our boy. It was so cool, the process of adoption. Th- those of you that know someone or have been through that adoption, it is, it is so special. And it is true. The beauty of adoption is that your parents chose you. They, they, they looked at all kinds of kids. They could have interviewed ad infinitum. They chose Teddy. Uh, Charlie and Lisa chose Hazel. Isn't she as much a part of your family, Larry, as any one of the kids? Yeah. It's just kind of amazing how that works. Um, when we come into God's family, we join a new family tree. My dad was really into genealogies. He didn't write this, but one of his relatives and friends wrote it. Our Rigstad family. It was written in finally compiled in a book form in 1999. So all of our family is in there. 
My, my name, Pamela. He spells your name with two L's, though. <laughs> Christy, Sarah, Laura, Thomas, Daniel, and Joseph Rigstead. Mom didn't care two hoots for this. <laughs> um, not that her family was any less uh, righteous than ours. Um, she just didn't get into genealogy. Some of you have a parent or grandparent that's really into genealogy, and others of you have grandparents or parents that could care less about it. Mom could care less about it. Dad, would, so he'd tell us things because she wasn't interested. You know what she said? The only thing that matters is that we're in God's family. And what, what did Jesus say? Unless you're willing to abandon even your mother and father for my sake, you're not worthy of me. Keeping things in the right perspective is not always easy. I kind of like genealogies. And I grew up in Sunburg not knowing my, my Rigstead relatives in Wilmer, distant relatives. I thought Rigstead was a name to be proud of. Until a few seven years ago or so when we moved. No, it's more than that now. I've been here almost seven years this summer. Uh, Fourteen years ago or so, we moved to Wilmer. And I got talking with some of the folks, some Rudnigans. And they said, oh, yeah, the Rigstead and the Rudnigans, they were rowdies, getting into all kinds of trouble. And for the first time in my life, I thought, oh, maybe, my, maybe I... I shouldn't be so proud of my name. <laughs> Mom is right. There's only one genealogy that really matters. Well, not only do things not always seem, they're not always as they seem. Your roots as a believer, my roots, go back further than, than you know, than you imagine. Matthew's genealogy, one of the differences, by the way, the other day in talking to my father-in-law, demonstrating AI, I called up my uh, chat GPT and just asked, write me a paragraph on Luke's genealogy of Jesus. It was academically flawless, except for one thing that made me feel really smart and good. <laughs> it cited that Luke, it, it said that Luke included the four women, Tamar, Rahab, uh, Bathsheba, and uh, Ruth. No, that was Matthew, not Luke. So AI is not always right, and some of you have already figured that out. As, uh, as your navigation has taken you down a minimum maintenance road at the wrong time of the year. Your roots go back for Luke 
Matthew takes the genealogy back to Abraham. Why is that important? Because Jews considered Abraham the father of their nation. Luke is writing to who? Gentiles. He takes it back to Adam. All the way back. He includes many more names. All the way back to Adam. Because there are names that should have been remembered. Like Terah. Terah was instrumental, who was Abraham's father. He was pretty instrumental in, in that first movement, although it's not clear whether Terah ever, ever became a Jew, as it were. There are others like, did you, did you, did you check Peleg, as we were, as we were reading, sounds like peg leg, you know, some. But uh, well, if you check back, it was a pretty significant time because he, during his lifetime, there was a major earthquake in the Middle East in that area. Moses records it in Genesis, and then there was Shem, the son of Noah. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. After the flood, Japheth moved north. Shem, uh, 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 Ham moved south. And Shem remained and moved somewhat east. And to this day, Jews take their name from Shem as Shemites or more commonly today, Semites. All right. I'm boring some of you to death. And then there's Methuselah. He's a part of the family tree. I don't know how, but 969 years, obviously, God did. Life was different then or something. And you try to figure, well, maybe it's, you know, one year for 10 years, like dog years or something like that. No, because then some of the characters end up being, you know, almost infants by, when they're having kids. So I don't get it. I just accept it because it's in the scriptures. And then back to Enoch. Enoch was an amazing man. He was a righteous man. Not all these people were righteous. But Enoch was. And it says that God just one day did what we would all like him to do for us. He just took him. He just took him. I mean, mom fell asleep and died in her sleep. And that's, that's probably not too bad of a way to go. Uh, this is even better. I mean, it, it feels like rapture, okay? Enoch. And then Seth. Who was Seth? He was the third born of Adam and Eve. Can you imagine this poor Adam and Eve? I mean, they, they don't have anyone to teach them. They're the only people that ever lived w without belly buttons, right? Uh, God created Adam and Eve. And, and uh, no, they didn't have any parenting classes. The rivalry creeps up between first and second born Cain and Abel. 
One of them kills the other one, and, and then the guilty one splits, and Adam and Eve are sitting alone in the cave once again. <sighs> what was that all about? But God helped them believe in, 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 a better, in a better journey. And they had Seth. And it was shortly after Seth's birth that scriptures, Moses records that people started to call on God's name, the name of the Lord. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly right. Gene has, 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 has researched it. And, and did you realize that in Hebrew, Methuselah means when he dies? People assume something big was going to happen when this, well, you know, his father named him that. Sometimes names get detached from what they actually mean, and sometimes Methuselah either died in the flood, if he was not a, a follower of God, we think he was, but it's speculation. Or he died right before the flood. Methuselah. Noah. Noah. Won't it be wonderful to sit down with Noah one day and talk about his experience? That's back a ways. Adam and then it says this amazing thing that Adam was the son of God. Wow. Okay, I suppose he was. In this sense, son meaning origin. But in the very same sense, all of us are sons and daughters of God because he's our source of life. I can trace my earthly genealogy back five generations. Donald, Hanley, going back to Hanley being the first generation, Arthur, Sievert, Stephen, Simon. Years and years ago, a man named Simon, don't know how else he was known, moved to a little farmstead outside of what is now Bergen, Norway, and married a widow there of this farm, farming community. The farming community was known as Rigstad. It's a place name. So he became Simon of Rigstad. But for some time, our, our relatives were known by Simonson Rigstad. I have relatives today who are Simonsons, and then I have people who aren't connected to me by blood in any fashion who are, called, who are named Rigsteads, but they came from the same place. Five generations is all I can go, and you know what? Two generations are the only people I ever knew. I wouldn't recognize those other guys on the street if I saw them. They walked and bumped into me. I would, wouldn't know him from Adam. Anybody else can go back. Surely somebody can go back further than five generations. How many can you go back, Steve? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, Sue? Uh huh. Wow! Wow! That's almost like I mean, isn't that close to American royalty? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Jesus' generation uh, genealogy in in Luke goes back seventy-seven generations. More importantly, it goes back to God. And when we become believers, we become sons and daughters of God. Our genealogy, the only genealogy that matters anymore, goes back to God. He is your father. It was his idea in the beginning. And frankly, all those people in between don't even matter. And like the vine, every branch is connected to the vine directly. You, you, you don't need to be connected to me. You don't need to go through me or a priest or anyone else. What does Paul say in 1st, 2nd Timothy? There is one God and one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Hang on for dear life. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Just whatever happens, hang on. Trust me, it's going to be okay. Now, one closing thought. Genealogy in God's family doesn't just go back. It goes forward. The disciples held on to Jesus. You can envision your earthly genealogy extending out from you. We can see that, most of us, one, two, sometimes three generations. Great-grandma Janet has 19 great-grandkids. Isn't that right, honey? Yeah, you don't see. I'm the one that studies that kind of stuff. Um, it goes out, but what about beyond that? One day those kids are gonna gonna have kids. It goes out, not. And so, as we shine light in dark places, what we're really about is connecting people to the vine. Getting them in touch with the vine. You're not the Savior. Yeah, you do a nice thing for them. They may think you're amazing. That, that's not the point. You want to get them to take hold of the vine. And suddenly, they become this new generation. But it's not like a tree. Everybody connected to the vine. 
and the vine goes around this world. Jesus said, I am the vine, you're the branches. So I ask you in closing, who in your circle of influence might be on the way to faith that you might have a small part in helping them take hold of the vine and becoming a part of the family of God. Because in the end, mom was right. Doesn't really matter. If it's interesting, what matters is we're a part of his family. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you're interested in learning more about Lincoln E Free Church here in the Lincoln Lakes area, you can go check out our website, lincolnefree.org, and you can give us a follow on Facebook. Have a great week.